Sunday, Brother Simpson talked about um, considering your ways, and I was thinking about that, and, and, you know, it is a good time of the year. You know, hey, January 1st today, right? A new year. I want to um, just bring to you a, a passage that I think uh, you will enjoy and um, something uh, for us to go over. And it's a great time of the year to go over this, too. And it's found in Second Peter and chapter 1. Exciting in this sense that it, it, it'll stay in this passage as we read it that um, a couple of things. One, um, just before we read it, you'll, you'll see it as we read it together. One, that every one of us here tonight has been given everything we need, everything we need to live a godly life. That everything that we need. You don't need a second blessing. You don't need a third one. The Bible clearly teaches this, and we'll read about that tonight. The other thing is, is that a Christian that is not growing um, is not a normal thing. Whether you be in the faith like me for over 30 years, or someone perhaps that's here tonight that just spent a few years in the faith, one thing that should be consistent with all of us is that we ought to be growing. And the Bible tells us how we will grow in this passage. And then thirdly, in this passage we'll read that if we do grow, if we are obedient, and God has given us everything that we need, but then we have a responsibility to take that what God has given us and to grow. And meaning this, okay? In the medical field, a baby is born, and all that's needed, I mean, they, you, they oh, you know what? When they get to be five, they get a pancreas. No, they, they got that in the womb. And so uh, what they need, and a, a baby needs, is, is strictly uh, food and water. That's it. That's it. And really, as Christians, and we look at this passage tonight, what we need is food. Because every characteristic that we'll talk about tonight will be added and we will grow by applying the Word of God to our lives. There's no exception to that. It's impossible to grow physically without food. It's impossible. And it's the same thing for us as Christians. So let's read what um, Peter had to say here uh, in Second Peter in chapter 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with, with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. According... As his divine power had given us unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. 
And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you, and abound, they make you that you shall be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind, and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he has purged, he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fail or fall. Excuse me. And here's an important point too in verse 11. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So the idea, here we are, January 1st, 2014, each and every one of us ought to be our goal this year, spiritually, is to grow. At the end of 2014, if the Lord not come, and he might come for one of us or might come for all of us, right? If he not come, we should be able to examine our lives, as our dear brother said uh, the other day, and examine our lives and say, you know what? You know, I've had my ups and downs maybe in 2014, and there's been some times that, you know, perhaps I wasn't growing like I should. But by and large, there has been a change. And I've gotten to be more like Christ. And I've displayed the seven characteristics here that in every one of these aspects, I've matured and grown. And at the end of the day, that's what Christ wants. Because it says that if we do these things, not only are we pleasing our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that what, if we are growing, we are going to get a hearty welcome into heaven uh, when we meet the Lord. A hearty welcome. Uh, in another part of the scriptures, it tells us, well done, my good and faithful servant. Those are the words that I want to hear at the end of my life. Well done, my good and faithful servant. So let's just look at them um, in, uh, in, a, in a very short uh, time tonight. We'll look at these things. And, and it says here, make every effort to add to your faith. We want to grow. We want to increase uh, in these seven things. The first one is goodness it's goodness um it says here uh and giving all diligence add to your faith virtue goodness you know i was thinking about this well you know just look at scripture it says in 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 micah he has shown you O man what is good he's shown you what is good to act justly to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. So we don't have to really look around too much. What is it God asking us to do? These three things. Do good. Do good. But here's, here's how uh, Micah defines it. To act justly. To be honest. That's before, the, that's before each other. And that's before the world. The world may ought to be able to look at us and say, You know what? That's a different person. Doesn't operate like the rest of the world. 
I can count on them. His word means something, right? Good. He has shown you, O oh man, what is good. What does the Lord require thee? To act justly, to love mercy. You know what I don't want? I don't want to know this book. And then I'm like a bull in the china shop. People can't be around me because I'm so critical. Some people think they have the gift of discouragement. I don't see that anywhere in the scripture, do you? Really? You know, they know the word. But it's always to cut down and to, and to make people, um, you know, they don't measure up. And I don't want to be like that. To act justly and to love mercy. And then thirdly, to walk humbly with thy God. Realizing, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, that anything that we have, that any, any gift that we've been given is exactly that. It's a gift given to us. And we ought to walk humbly in that uh, and knowing that, you know what? If it wasn't for Christ, where would we be? And if it wasn't for Christ, what would we be like? And if it wasn't for Christ, what would we ever do in the kingdom of God that would ever amount to anything? Really nothing, right? And so we ought to grow in this area. Uh, in the area of, of goodness, in virtue, and that uh, the world uh, would look at us. You know what? I've always said this. You know what, folks? It always amazes me in the last couple of weeks, where we, where, where we live here in, in South Florida, we've gotten to know some people, uh, our neighbors, you know, and um, it's amazing to me. You know, and God reminds me of this all the time. Do you think that those people have not been witnessed to? You know, Rosie and I were just astonished. You know, a lady was in our home the other day. And, uh, you know, she was saying, oh, my preacher's son, grandson is coming down. My preacher grandson. I said, oh, is he a preacher? Well, no, but he's one of those, you know. And here she is, you know, she has, you know, and, I, and Rosie and I are just rejoicing. Here we are, we're trying to, to, uh, to let our light shine before these people. Let them know that we're different. Let them know that we love them, though. And, you know, then God shows us, well, you know, don't worry, Tony, because, you know, you, you go there, you go to school, or you're at a place, you're at a place of work, and you think, you know, that person doesn't have any interest at all in the things of God. You know what? Don't even, don't even think that for a minute. You know, here's this uh, a lady, and I had no idea, but her grandson is, is a Christian. And so is her son. I didn't know that. Being witnessed to by them, you see. And we go, you know what? Goodness. You know, if I can add a seed. You know, some people are going to get an opportunity maybe to lead her to Christ. I don't know. It might be me and it might not be me. But I want, I don't want her to think, you know what? If Christianity is what Tony Martin represents, I don't want any part of it. See what I mean by growing in goodness? Growing in goodness. I want to grow in that area. I want to, to, to be a light for people. Salt. So they have thirst for Christ. That they might see in me. In, in spite of my deficiencies and, and, and things like that. They might see something in there that they don't have. That they want in Christ. Well that certainly led me to Christ. And emptiness we have no idea. Secondly, knowledge. We ought to grow in knowledge. 
um, uh, the Bible tell, tells us. Uh, to add to our virtue, knowledge. And you know what? I, I, I want to grow in that uh, this year, don't you? And grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it's, it's a, what a wonderful goal that is. I, I want to, to, uh, to know him. Whom to know is life eternal. I want to get to know him more. I want to grow in knowledge. And you know, it, it's not only that, I, be, I believe, it, it, it's not only based in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, but it's the knowledge on, on, on living a godly life. You know, you go through the book of Proverbs, and at the end of the day, I think you could break down Proverbs in, in, in this. The wise and the fool. Right? It's just all throughout Proverbs. Here, the wise does this, and the fool does this. The wise does this, and the fool does this. What's the difference between the two? What is the difference? The fool does not listen. You know, and how many times, Christian, we can come, we can come under the word of God, and we're really not listening. We think the message is for someone else. And you know what? I can tell you as a Bible preacher, I, you know what? I, 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 I say, Lord, show this to me. I want to change. How can I preach this unless it's going to affect me? And you know what, Christian? Every time that word is opened, I was this morning, you know, I, I, I took, and I, it always amazes me. Here I'm going, I'm sort of thinking, you know, one of the habits that I have is I, 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 I buy it here. I pick up the, the, the calendar for the year. It's a good habit. Just in my spare time, I read through the Bible in a year. It's a good habit. And here I am this morning, you know, I said, okay, I'm going to read Genesis 1, you know. And I, I, I take out my pen, and it, this is another good habit, by the way. You know, Lord, show me something here, you know. And I just enjoyed it. In the beginning, God created the heaven there. But you know what I focused on this morning? I, I hit down in verses, uh, I think it's verse 16, and I was, I, 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 you know what? Jesus had a busy day on the fourth day. And I was just, the fourth day. Well, what did he do on the fourth day? He created, on the fourth day, the sun, the moon, and it just says this. I mean, I was in Washington this summer, and we went to the Aerospace Museum in Washington. You ever get a chance to go? It's, it's unbelievable. And we went and watched a 3D movie in 3D on the Hubble telescope that was day four here's God he had, a, he had a big day day four you know the sun the moon and then it says and the stars and this morning I'm just praise the Lord I was just I was trying to find somebody I could I could do some high fives with early in the morning I all I got well, here it is. That's all the, the time that's spent in the Bible is this. And he created the stars too. And, when then, I, and then I'm thinking about this movie I saw. And uh, the, to get to the nearest star would take you four years at 186,000 miles per second. To the nearest one. And the bigger and the more the telescope 
they, they just find more and more and more and little planet Earth, you know. And, and you know what? By the way, the movie lasted 90 minutes. Not once was the mention of God. Not once. And, you know, they were showing the picture back of here they are looking up. And then all of a sudden, you know, they, they had a picture of the earth. And you know what? We're just a little speck of nothing. In the, in the, in the, but it's the only planet that they've ever discovered that is suited for life. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Are the son of man that thou visitest him? David couldn't get over it. And, and David didn't have the Hubble telescope. Unbelievable, folks. I didn't know. But that's growing in knowledge of God. You take out the Word of God every day and you go, Show me, Lord, what kind of a God do we have? And the more we know about Him, the less we'll get our roots so, you know, dug in deep in this little speck here. Folks, can you imagine what heaven's going to be like? We have no idea because we're so earthly, right? And that's what it is growing. I want to grow in the knowledge, in the wisdom. You know, I love the fact that I can just, Tony Martin, I know what's going to happen in the future. I know it. Isn't that beautiful? You just thank God. God, thank you. Why? Because it's in the book. I know what's going to happen. I look at the world. I got no confidence. You got confidence in politicians? Do you? I don't. Isn't it beautiful that we're on that side and God says, hey, you want to know? I'll show you. I'll show you. And I want to grow in that this year. How about you? Christian, how about you? Why don't we enjoy these things? If Christ could come back, you know, the hope of the church is what? I want to grow in the knowledge of that. That Jesus Christ, 2014 might be the year where he turns off gravity and you and I are going up. Isn't that going to be a beautiful thing? Beautiful thing. Thirdly, it says, you want to add to your knowledge uh, uh, temperance, self-control. I'll make a statement here. Never in my 30, 31 years of being a Christian have I ever seen an exception to this. Christian, if you're not growing in self-control, you are never going to be a successful Christian. I've never seen an exception to this. Temperance, self-control, in every area of our lives, if you do not have that, you cannot be a successful Christian. It's an impossibility. And the idea is, the Bible tells us, we need to grow in that area. I, I'm counseling a young man back home. Terrible trouble with uh, pornography. Terrible. It, it's, it, he's, he's like a shipwreck. And, um, you know, it's, 
it's terrible because when I go into the jail, what do I deal with in the jail? In 99.9% of all the, the people that are incarcerated are addicted. Porn, drugs, or alcohol. Porn, drugs, or alcohol, and they're incarcerated for it. And you know what? For a Christian to have an addiction is a complete lack of self-control. You see, because God has given us everything that we need to live a godly life. Now, either God's not telling the truth, and I, as I was saying to this young man, I said, you know what, I mean, at the end of the day, let me tell you what to do. And you've got to do it, though. I can't go home with you. You know the computer? Turn it off. Well, you know, wait a minute, you know, you got to understand, I mean, you know, this is a social thing, and uh, I'm into social whatever, and I said, yeah, but when you're an addict, you know, it's uh, like an alcoholic going to a bar and saying, well, you know, I, I can handle it. Well, no, you can't. I didn't say it was going to be easy. All I'm saying is, is that, if you got no discipline, you know, the Apostle Paul said, you know what? He said uh, in, in 1 Corinthians, he said this. I run the race to win the prize. And folks, I don't know about you. I don't know if you've known people that are world-class athletes or whatever. You know, in my practice, I treat a lot of professional athletes. I have one guy that, uh, that uh, comes to me. He's in the UFC. And he's ranked now in the top 10 in the world in his weight category. I have never met anybody as disciplined as that guy is. I thought, and I, I've, I've, I've treated hockey players and NFL players and, and uh, Major League Baseball players. Uh, I, I've done nutritional counseling for, for a lot of these folks. But this guy, he... Tops at all. That guy never, ever has a bad meal. He's no fun at all. <laughs> I mean it. Uh, I went out for lunch with him at the mall uh, just before Christmas. And he had a salad. Nobody has a salad at the mall. <laughs> but he did. Because nothing enters into him. But do you understand what I'm getting at? Here's Paul saying, you know what? I beat my body. Lest, Paul said, lest I become a castaway. Paul's biggest fear was that he would become a castaway. That he would not make it. Not that he, Paul was worried about eternal security. It had nothing to do with that. It had everything to do with him winning the prize. And you know what, Christian? I want to win the prize at the end. Don't you? Don't you? Well, we need self-control. And you know what? There's a blood test, guys. There's a blood test out now for pornography. You know what it is? Prick your finger. If it comes out red, you got a problem with it. If it's any other color, it's not for you. Yeah, men, we got to be careful. Self-discipline, right? And so that's, 
Isn't that nice? There's a blood test for it? <laughs> you know, I, I'm telling you guys, because, what, you know, I just don't know how many men I have met over the years that have been sidetracked over that issue. And no self-control in their lives. And you know what? If you don't have it, and ladies, if you don't have self-control in your life, you're going to end up as a shipwreck. You will get to heaven, but there will be no reward. And I don't want that in my life. I don't want that. And I want to encourage tonight that if the Lord is speaking to you in this area, that you do business with God. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. What the Lord saith from his word. These things got to be growing in us, self-control. The other one's perseverance, finishing well. I, I, I want to be like a dog on a bone. Finishing well. Do you know how many? I go over in my mind's eye. Let's go over in our mind's eye. Everybody use this mind's eye tonight for a minute. Can you picture someone that should be here tonight? I, I, I can't. I, I hardly know uh, people that well here, right? But there's a few people that I recognize on that list tonight that were in the backsliding or whatever, and they should be here. True or false? Can you see them in your mind's eye? I know the elders do. Rosie and I were involved in the youth group for 10 years. And there was probably 150 to 200 kids over those 10 years, maybe more than that, in our assembly. What a responsibility, but what a privilege it was. And there's probably, probably, 40 or less out of 200 that would have professed to know Christ. And what happened? I can tell you what happened. The choices that they made in their life. The biggest choices, young people that are sitting in the back row. I got my finger pointed at you because I want you to listen up for one minute here. The biggest choices that you're going to make in your life is who you're going to marry. Do you understand me? It's who you're going to marry. And you've got to make a commitment. You've got to say, as for me. You know what? Go through the as for me in the Bible. It's a tremendous study, by the way. But Joshua said, I, you know, whatever you do, you do. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Young people, uh, I, I've had young people say this to me. You know what, Tony? I don't care what other people are going to do. I'm going to marry right. I'm going to make the right choices. And how many times, and how many times have I seen young people that were going on for Christ? And there was that little guy over there. You know, oh, you know, social work dating. The more problems he's got, the more they happen to like him. And then what happened? And they become shipwrecks. Shipwrecks. There's no Christ in their homes whatsoever. I can tell you 200 people. 40, perhaps, are going on for Christ. The other 160 are what? shipwrecks. And I'll tell you what else. Their kids are going to hell. How do you like that? 
How do you like that? You know what, Christian? Perseverance. Perseverance. And I know I get excited, but it bothers me. And I see it happen. I watch people make choices in their life. It may be a career choice. And oh, Tony, you have no idea the money and, the, and what it's going to mean. And they, then they go down and they get away from the fellowship and from the uh, protection of the local church. And they make a decision in their life and they go down the road and they don't come back. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. The Apostle Paul agonized day and night prayer that people would stick to their, their faith. Paul said at the end of the life, he, he, at the end of his life, he said, I have kept the faith. Christian, if I live another 20 years or 10 years, and at the end of my life, I want people to be able to say, one thing about Tony, he was faithful. He was faithful. I want my kids to be able to say it. I want my grandchildren to be able to say it. I want the people in this assembly that know me to be able to say it. Perseverance. I want to grow, don't you, this year in that area? I want to be more committed to finishing well than I've ever been committed before, Christian. And I'll tell you, young people, the biggest decisions you will make are not going to be made at 40 years old in your life. I'm going to tell you that. The biggest decisions you're, you're going to make are going to be made in the next few years, young people. I'll tell you that. As for me, as for me, I don't care what everybody else does. What am I going to do? Perseverance, finishing well. Time is up, but I'm going to just do a couple more. It says here, um, godliness, the character. We talked about that, and it, it repeats it in that sense. Well, I, I was here's what I jotted down. If I'm going to be godly, it's the ungodly characteristics that got to leave Tony Martin. If I'm going to be godly, it's the ungodly characteristics that are got to leave me. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. And if there be any hurtful way in me, lead me in the everlasting way. If there's anything in my life, O God, it's an open book. You ever been audited? Michael, you're not into auditing, right? <laughs> you ever been audited? I've been audited. I, I've been audited. I've been audited a couple of times. One as a, 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 a public company that I was involved with got audited. It's unbelievable. An audit is different than anything else. It's not accounting. <laughs> it's uh, forensic accounting. <laughs> you know what the difference is? You ever get audited? What did you do with that? Uh, what, what was this uh, transaction here five years ago? I can't even remember yesterday. You're asking me something about five years ago? No, no, no. Produce the receipt. 
You wrote off something here. Now we, I, I want to see it. I'll tell you, you ever been audited? Well, you know what? That's what God's asking us to do with our own lives. Audit our lives. And use it with the Holy Spirit. Search me, O oh God. Search me. God, take all the layers away. Get in there and go into every room of my heart that maybe I've never let you into before. And examine there, God. And see if there's anything in there. You know what, Tony? Like, you're a good guy, Tony, but not in that area. Oh, okay. I never thought of that so much. Or I have, and I sort of buried it. Christian, godliness, brotherly kindness. Lending a helping hand. This is what brotherly kindness, if we're to grow in this area. Some of you are, are, are got tremendous gifts in the area of mercy. Right? But all of us, whether we have the gift of mercy or not, the Bible tells us that we're to have brotherly kindness. It'll always require two things, usually. One will be time, and the other one might be some money. It's amazing. Time and money. Time, no shortcuts. If you're going to get to know someone, if you're going to get, if you want to get involved in somebody's life, it's going to take time. You know what? It's a, it's a thing that I find, in my opinion, lacking in the church today is discipleship. I thank God for the men and women that surrounded me as a baby Christian. I thank God for them. Oh, I think of the, of, of how they nurtured and watched over and concerned and prayed for Tony Martin as a baby Christian. So worried the wolves were going to get at him. You know, it's true, isn't it? And then lastly here, love. As John MacArthur says, the most important aspect of his growth in his Christian life comes down to this. You know what he said? And I really, really appreciated this. He said, has been the study of the person of Jesus Christ. Because, brothers and sisters, if you and I are going to grow in love, we have to, be, to get to know the author of love, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. No shortcuts. Oh, I love you, Lord, but I don't read your book so well. Uh, I, I can't see that. Can you? <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Well, I love you, but, you know, I really don't like spending that much time with you. You know, there used to be a song in the 80s. It, it used to drive me crazy because I don't know if you guys, you guys are too young. But in the 80s, there, there was a thing called Muzak. And I used to play it in my office. It was, it was like um, a station that just continuous music. They never talked. But two times a day, and I could never find out who decided what music was played, but it was pretty easy listening. And it was something in a doctor's office wasn't a bad idea because you didn't want to hear, you didn't want to hear other conversations in other rooms, right? So you had music playing. It was pretty low-key. But there was a song. It used to drive me crazy. Here's what it was. Torn Between Two Lovers. And the whole song went on about, well, I love you, dear, but I love somebody else, too. Well, I, does that work in marriage? Huh? Oh, dear, I love you, but I love somebody else, too. Well, that was what the song was about. 
And I used to want to go up to those speakers and tear it out. It drove me crazy. But how can, you know, I love you, Jesus, but, uh, hmm, you're about fifth on the hip parade when it comes to my time. Now, what kind of love is going to grow in that environment? It's just not going to happen, is it? And John MacArthur said, and I love that, he said, you know, the, the best thing that he ever did in terms of the most profitable when it comes to growing in love is studying the person of Jesus Christ in the Gospels. It's true, isn't it? You read any aspect of the Bible, of course, but you read of Jesus Christ, isn't it true? You just fall more and more and more in love with him. So brothers and sisters tonight, 2014, Happy New Year to you. Let's make this, for everyone that's in this room tonight, a spiritual renewal and a spiritual vow that all of us here tonight are going to grow this year. I, I, you know, maybe you're growing at a good rate and good for you, but don't stop. And for any of us, that have maybe just sort of been stuck in neutral. Uh, I want to grow this year. How about you? So let's make a commitment together to grow this year, 2014. Maybe we're going to usher in uh, the Lord Jesus Christ to the clouds this year. Is it possible? Sure, it's possible. Might happen even tonight. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we do thank you, O God, for uh, your son, the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for uh, thy word. Thy word is truth. What a privilege it is to be a Christian, O Lord. We look at the rest of the world out there, Father. Wouldn't want to trade places with any of them. But they don't have Christ, Lord. What shall a profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Father, uh, help us this year to grow. We want to have a joyful, wonderful reunion with you in, uh, in heaven, Lord, when you come to get us. Father, uh, help us to grow this year, Father. Help us to get into the Word and to, to be obedient to it. Not just hearers of it, but doers of it. And Father, we thank you that, uh, I love this verse, Father, you remind me of it all the time. The eyes of the Lord range to and fro above the earth, looking to strengthen those hearts who are fully committed to Him. Oh God, we want to commit to you tonight. I pray for each and every one here tonight. I know there's families here that are hurting. Father, I know there's, uh, there's families here with loved ones that are without Christ, including my own, Father. And I pray, God, that you would speak, Father, to their hearts, uh, Father, like only you can. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.